your lips are covered in pepperoni. Mm -hmm. Pepperoni oil. I'm so happy about that. Yeah, I'm kind of happy for you, too. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> this is No Politics at the Dinner Table. I'm Tony Biancasino. And I'm Amit Prakash. Today we're eating Conti's Pizza from Princeton, New Jersey, and drinking Amit's favorite Kingfisher beer. Two of my favorite things. When you drink Kingfisher, yeah. does it make you like proud? Yearn for, for the homeland? This um. is like the most famous <laughs> Indian beer in mm -hmm. the world. I got this. I saw it in the beer store, and I was like, let me get this for the Indians. <laughs> you are outnumbered here. I mean, there's two I'm, to one, right? Listen, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm a diplomat. <laughs> That's why I got this. Yeah. It's good. And how about Conti's? This is an unexpected treat. Is this your favorite pizza in the world? Yep. World. World. I mean, that I've, I haven't tried every pizza, but everything that I've ever had, nothing has, has surpassed Have you ever been to Italy? Yep. Better than anything you had in Italy? In Naples. We went to the place that apparently invented pizza. It was like a hole-in-the-wall little place. And, was it called Sal's? And it was good. Was it called Sal's? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's called Joey's. Um, no. I forget the name of it. But, but it was super, super thin crust. This is thin crust, right? But it was almost like pita-thin crust over there. So I, don't, I, actually, I actually prefer... Italian-American pizza to Italian-Italian pizza. Me too. Pizza. Me too. Yeah. The thing about this pizza that I love the best is like, it's not thin and it's not thick. It's like crunchy. Yep. It's medium. It's so <laughs> it's, it's medium. <laughs> and they have these little pepperonis. I swear to God, go on the website. Just look at the pepperoni. Yeah. They're little shot glasses yeah. of oil. I know. I've never yeah. seen pepperoni like that in my life. And it's spicy, too. And it's spicy. Yep. And I yep. think they chop it themselves. I don't know what they do. It's it's magic back there. You see them working. It's like a little like uh, elves' lair or something. You, you'd think it's like the Santa's workshop back there. It's amazing. And you say, and you I'm think, just so happy right now that you, we're eating this. All right. What are we talking about? Okay. Your boy right. Bernie blew it last <laughs> night in Kentucky. <laughs> I'm right, over right. it. I'm out. All right, 0.3% I'm jumping loss. on the Trump okay. train. I'm over this. <laughs> Um, Wait, so I don't know if you saw. On. Yeah, yeah. I got slammed for that women's soccer thing from last week. Did you really? Oh, I was getting text messages. Well, saying I was wrong about that's what happens sports. when you're wrong. I right? know. So, do, I mean, do you agree with the with the critiques? No. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Me and Trump don't well, apologize. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Right. Okay. Um, so. You and I are Facebook users, right? We, we use Facebook fairly. I would say we're, we're, right? we're uh, what is what's bigger than users? We're abusers. Yeah, right. <laughs> we're addicts. Yeah, addicts. Near near addicts, right? Like if you mean user, as in like yeah. the way you talk about a heroin right. user. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're okay. users. Okay, so um, there was a report last week um, from Gizmodo, which is this uh, tech website, um, journalistic website, that basically said that. The Facebook feed has been routinely sort of. Um, I saw that contoured to edit out. I know conservative news. I saw it, um, and I just wanted to sort of put this in context. Six years ago, another uh, journalistic tech website called Wired. Mm -hmm. um, they had an article called The End of the Web, and basically the upshot of that article was that you know when when the internet came out. Everybody got into the internet through web browsers. It was like your Netscape, yeah. and then Google became big, and all that kind of stuff. And now it's rather through these sites like Facebook and things like that. And right. they're basically it was the death knell to those that form of the web. Right. Um, and so their point is that you're sort of 
starting point, your entree into the web, everybody has their own. Some, for some people, it's, it's Facebook. For other people, um, it might be Twitter or whatever right. it may be, right? Um, so the fact that, and the, the numbers have borne out their prediction in 2010. So uh-huh. by 2016, that is the case. The fact that the, um, the conservative news is basically being filtered out um, basically creates for many, for now, I mean, they're approaching, you know, they've got hundreds of millions of people on Facebook. Yeah. Um, it basically, it's managed news, uh, not based on an algorithm of what is actually trending, but based on selection by employees of a private for-profit company sure. who are then deciding um, what is not, not, not just newsworthy, but what is the idea that should be pushed? What do you think about this phenomenon? I don't know. I'm on Facebook and I find what I want to find. I don't don't feel like I rely on their suggestions for anything. I mean, the the groups and things I belong to are things I'm interested in. So my news feed is pretty much curated by by me. So I feel like it's only really going to affect lazy and dumb people. Well, I I, I suppose the point is that you think it's curated by you, um, but actually it's being manipulated Indirectly, because well, they're the, doing a great job. Yeah, I'm very exactly, happy. Exactly. I'm extremely right, satisfied right, with their right, manipulation. Right. The Wizard of Oz is a wizard. <laughs> it's, work, um, it's working. Yeah, I have no complaints. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> keep doing it. Right. So, but I mean, here's the thing: is so in in 2008, um, and then again in, in in 2012, you know, when Mitt Romney say was trending right on Facebook right the what what these I guess you could call them whistleblowers or whatever are are essentially saying is that they they suppressed that and wouldn't have it trend right um, so somebody who actually is prominent who might be president of the United States and so on uh, is being yeah, but edited they, out are they saying that they were told to do that or they just made decisions to do that I guess what they said, they didn't say that it came from above or something like that. They, they basically, that there was a sort of silent consensus did it. within the room yeah. that they're all basically liberal. Yeah. Um, and the conservative news, and particularly conservative news that could transform a political story or right. a policy decision, um, they would basically shape it so it would be in the liberal favor. Yeah. What do you think about that? Is that is that I don't care. is that a, I, don't, I don't care? I don't care. You don't care. No, I don't care. I don't give a shit. Honestly, I could not care less. I have. I don't. They have no responsibility to anything. They're not a news organization. They're a, they're an organization that when they started, you could poke people that you thought were cute. You think I give a I shit? I got a couple of pokes this week. Manipulates actually. exactly. Yeah. I think yeah. you and I still poke <laughs> each other. Yeah, I think you, I'm pretty sure you were one of them, but another person. I mainly poke dudes, which is a little <laughs> yeah, weird, but. Yeah. I don't. I don't have a problem with it. I don't care. Like there are a million places you can go for news. If you're going to Facebook and that's how you're living your life based on the articles you read and that's what's forming your opinions, mm-hmm. well, that's a problem. Well, I mean, it may be a problem, but it's a reality too. So I think. Do you I, have I a problem with it? Traditional news organizations they edit all the time. They decide we're going to run this story, not that story, and we're, our editorial page is going to have this perspective and not, not that perspective. All of them, right? So, so that I mean, I, I suppose look, that is the, the counter argument. The New York Times, they're they're the biggest manipulators of their own news. I mean, that's a a total liberal newspaper, and yeah. they they're not they don't even hide it. So, if the New York Times is 
is doing that. You, I, you honestly well, I mean, I, Facebook I to think, start. <laughs> I think what you just said is that they don't even hide it, right? Is that I think you, I think we've increasingly become more sophisticated in the consumption of news, which yeah. is great. Um, but but you also consume but, a lot of garbage. That, that's true. That's true. But but you know you know even kids today they're like just a lot more discerning, right? They 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 know that it's sort of fake. Sometimes yeah. it can be fake, and it's very sort of biased and so on. So that's all great. Um, but I think you just said it, said that they're open about it, right? That their editorial page, New York Times, we're going to center left, right? Sure. That, 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 that they're open about it. Facebook sort of, they hide behind math, basically saying that this is objective and it's an algorithm at work, um, and therefore this is a trending topic, and it's, it's, they, they sort of dangle out objectivity as the basis for what you see, but actually it's being curated. Yeah. Um, so I think that's maybe the difference, is that they're pretending to be objective, but they're actually quite subjective. <laughs> they hide behind math. <laughs> yeah, no. When you, when you said that, I kind of want to just go pick on a random kid. <laughs> like who? Like like you hide? Do you hide behind math? Right, 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 right. I don't know. I'm fine with it. I don't care. I would rather Facebook invest in a limit on the amount of pictures people can put up of their kids. Uh, I would like a ban on people taking pictures of graveyards with tombstones. We get it. It's sad. I would I would like a ban on uh, selfies. There are many things that I think Facebook need to figure out before I give a shit before about managers. them not letting conservative websites, you know, become popular. Okay. I don't care. Okay. Find another place. And I, I, honestly, I think the conservatives are doing fine. Yeah. Oh. I don't care. I'm okay right. with it. Keep right. Facebook liberal. Let's eat pizza. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> What else? Okay. Wait, let me have a sip, sip of uh, the king. The kingfish, yeah. Your people's blood. <laughs> Your people's blood was spilled to make that beer on it. <laughs> kingfish is a great name. It is a good name. Do you know anybody over there? <laughs> kingfish? <laughs> no? Be so cool if you were like, it's one of my cousins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's my cousin's brewery. Yeah. I There's wish. no way kingfish is sending us free stuff. We'll, we'll work on that. We'll work on that. Your dad's got to know somebody at Kingfisher. Text him right now and ask him. <laughs> Seriously, he'll be like, yeah. to say dad. Yeah. Do you know anybody do at you, Kingfisher? Do you know Mr. Kingfisher? Yeah. All right, what are we talking about? Okay. So um, did you hear about this article that came out about two weeks ago now called The Obama I love that you asked me did I hear about the article because you know I didn't read it. I know you read didn't it. read it. I absolutely 100% know you didn't read it. <laughs> It's this so insulting. <laughs> Maybe I've read it. No. Why can't you say that you read the article? <laughs> Listen. Um, Dick. Um, okay. Did you read the article? No. Yeah, right. Thank you. But maybe I heard about it. <laughs> right, what was right. it? It's called The Obama Doctrine by this guy, Jeffrey Goldberg. I definitely didn't read that. You didn't read that. Okay. What, the 70-page article? It was 15,000 words. I printed out it was 77 pages. No, um, I didn't read it. Yeah. Um, Waiting for the Cliff's Notes. <laughs> well, here they come. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> He, so he, he, he published this article. It's the cover story of the Atlantic magazine this month. Um, it's really worth reading if you haven't read it. Um, and what has come out actually this week is another piece that he did with an interview with another journalist who's also a foreign policy journalist called The Hillary Doctrine. Yeah. Um, so I kind of wanted to sort of put those together a little bit um, and think about what, you know, if there's going to be we, – we talked a lot about – our problems with Hillary Clinton's foreign policy. Yeah. Um, and kind of everything. Yeah. I mean, that she's, you know, belligerent and stuff like that. But, um, 
<laughs> you know, <laughs> but but I think uh, I don't know. There might be more sort of subtlety here. But let, let me let me just let me just sort of paint a picture of what Goldberg's argument is. Um, We're not talking about the wrestler, just to be clear. <laughs> Goldberg, the wrestler, did not write this. No, no. All right, Jeff Goldberg. All right, okay. All right, the so, actor. Jeff, that's Goldblum, dude. Okay, okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to do yeah, na- yeah, name yeah. associations. Right, right. Associations, right. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, so in the Obama doctrine, there's, and this is apparently, I don't know if you, you know, like in the White House, apparently they use a lot of bad language that they curse. I would hope so. They curse all, but, but apparently for an administration, they are particularly um, crass. Makes me like them um, more. Yeah, and like obscene. Like, Those are bonus yeah, points yeah. for me. So the foreign policy doctrine or mantra, just sort of saying that Obama came in with was don't do stupid shit, okay? And that was this sort of thing with basically said, and, and their example of that was the Iraq war, right? right. Sort of invading Iraq, stupid, wrongheaded, just very sort of, um, just, just dumb. And essentially the question is about Syria. Um, what, the critics of Obama, they've said that since he said in August 2013 when Bashar al-Assad used chemical weapons against his own people, killed about 1,400 people in a day with chemical weapons, he said that would be a bright line um, for American foreign policy and that if he did that, there would be consequences. And after he did that, Obama basically worked with the Russians to create a solution where the Russians would oversee the evacuation of these chemical weapons from Syria. He would give them up right. um, rather than an American invasion or something like that. And Hillary Clinton basically argued that that showed American weakness. Um, and Obama basically argued that Syrian civil war, as bad as it is and as terrible as using, watching somebody use chemical weapons on their own people is, is essentially not in the American national interest to intervene. Right. Um, and that's basically the division, right? Sort of a, a narrowing of the notion of what is in the national interest, what constitutes the national interest. Right. And for Hillary Clinton, you know, what the, the, the second piece, the, uh, the Hillary Doctrine, or it's titled, Is There a Hillary Doctrine? Um, is that essentially... If you say you're going to do something as an American president, you have to follow it up with action. And if you don't do that, then you've lost credibility. And the result has been post-2014, the Russians felt like they could invade Crimea and threaten the Ukraine um, and also intervene in Syria and back up Bashar Mm -hmm. al-Assad. So that this basically gives them free reign because they say, well, Americans will say something, and if you just break what they say, they don't do anything, so we, why don't we just sort of act? Right, right. Um, what do you think about that critique? So it's basically, you know, Hillary's obviously more aggressive. She's more interventionist. But her other point is essentially that if you are going to make claims um, and draw red lines and so on, yeah. you have to back them up. I kind of agree with her. So we should have gone into Syria. No, no. I... What I'm saying is I agree that if you I, – I wouldn't – I think we need to stop making red lines. We need to stop caring. We need to stop even thinking about going anywhere in the Middle East because what's happened with Iraq should be the kind of blueprint for what's probably going to happen in neighboring countries that we intervene in. I mean you can only re- really learn from what's happened. 
And if that is a result of what could happen if we do it again, it's not, there's nothing we get out of that. So what's the point? Who cares? Who cares? If the Russians want to go to Syria, let them get involved. We're, we're still in Iraq. Let them, let them not learn from our mistakes and go make their own mistakes and let them go trillions of, dollar and, trillions of dollars into debt and nothing happens. So for me, I don't care. I would, rather, I would pull everybody out. If, it was my, if I were the president, we'd all come home. Let it all happen. We fucked up. My bad. The Defense Department says, you'd be probably surprised to hear this, is that their greatest threat, they've said, is Russia. Um, that's what the, the DOD is saying. Obama has well, his, What do his, they know? Yeah, well, okay. So, I mean, they have their own calculations. I don't buy right? it. So that's why they're doing this whole build, do you buy build that? up. In, no, don't in pass the, that by. You don't buy that. I don't think so. I don't um, buy that I, I think I think I kind of buy, uh, and I'm... It's not often that I agree with him on this kind of stuff, but I kind of buy Obama's interpretation, which is that Ukraine and the borderlands of Russia mm-hmm. um, are a vital interest to Vladimir Putin. Sure. They're not necessarily a vital interest to the United States. Right. Right. So they're going to, they're always going to sort of double, triple, quadruple down on that because it's in their backyard yeah. and it's right next to them and all their oil and gas pipelines go right through there. So, I mean, they've got a lot riding on that region. Mm-hmm. Um, we have sort of symbolic um, uh, investments there, right? That, 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 you know, we've expanded NATO to the Baltic states and things like that. And so we're supposed to protect them in Moldova, which is all basically everything but Ukraine. Um, and given that, when Ukraine and Crimea is sort of, you know, threatened, the old guard, the sort of cold warrior guard, and I think Hillary Clinton's part of this camp, is basically saying, you can't do this, you got to push back, right? This is, this is, there'll be a sort of domino effect if you don't do anything. Uh, and Obama has basically argued that, no, actually, if you just, you know, we're not going to go to World War III over Ukraine, <laughs> yeah. right? I mean, we're the, let, right. and let, you know, the Russians are going to want to have their warm water naval base, and, you know, we're not going to go to fight them over that. Yeah. Um, and, and that's not to say, and his point is, that that doesn't mean you can't criticize them, right? And I think that's, that's this under, an interesting thing is that it's kind of an all over nothing kind yeah. of thing is that, well, if you're not going to invade them, you can't criticize them. Um, I, but that, that's, you know, we criticized the Soviet Union all the Cold War. We never invaded them, right? I mean, that, that we criticize countries all the time without having to invade them. They're saying that don't do this and then they do it, but we don't necessarily invade. Did you ever see the Godfather one? Yeah, yeah. It, it kind of brought the blueprint for all of this. <laughs> How right? so? How so? This is why Brando gets shot. He was against anything. He he's like he was like the Hillary Clinton type, where if anyone did anything you didn't like, you get attacked, you get killed. And that was when drugs were coming in. And of course everybody saw a big profit in drugs and he was against it. And he had to interfere and get in, and get involved. And then finally he got shot, and then Santino got shot, and the family started to get weaker, which is what's happening with us right now. We're, we're trying to stop too many people from doing business, and that's the problem. And then once Michael Corleone gets in there, they, remember when he has that big, that big summit of all the gangsters that are killing each other's sons? Mm-hmm. And they're like, all right, you guys could do drugs, but not the kids. <laughs> it's hard. I mean, it's hard to prove the negative that what if we you know, didn't intervene and so on. But, but when we have intervened, the outcomes have not been that great. Would you have taken you know? me seriously if I said The Godfather 3 and <laughs> no. tried to reference something here? No, absolutely Would you not. have ended the conversation? Right, right, right. If I would have said, did you see The Godfather 3? Wait a 3? minute, wait a minute. What? 
in that Jeffrey Goldberg article, yeah. they reference The Godfather 3. Thank you. <laughs> I don't need to read it, it people. It's, it's the, the Goldberg guy actually says this to Obama. He said, isn't it just kind of like just when they thought you were out? And Obama says, they pulled me back in. And it's oh. about the Middle East. <laughs> Literally oh. in the article, yeah. Who references The Godfather I know, I read three. that. I know, I was just like, The oh Godfather my God, 3 seriously? is like yeah. the, the fuck-up kid of the family Ish. you don't talk about yeah. at Christmas. Yeah, yeah, you pretend like, that one wasn't made. Yeah, yeah what the yeah. fuck? Yeah. He refer- God- yeah. Obama that- referenced The Godfather 3? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't like him anymore. <laughs> Trump trade, All moving right. on. All right, pizza. Did he Goodfellas is number one. Goodfellas is definitely number this one. Is, and this is a big argument I have with people. Yeah, because like, they want to go Godfather, right? Which, by the way... Is amazing. It's not like I'm like, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. It's just I respectfully disagree. Yeah. I think Goodfellas is not only the best mob movie ever made, I think it's actually it's one the, of the best. best movie ever one made. One of the best. Personally. Yeah. I'm a little biased, yeah. but I think that's... Wait, wait, why are you biased? Are you in the mob or something? <laughs> no, I'm fat and Italian. <laughs> um, I... Uh, I think I think that one's the best, and then a close second is one, then two. Mm-hmm. You know what? Donnie Brasco is number four. Yeah, and then Bronx Tale is probably five. Hmm. Speaking of the mob, what's our next topic? <laughs> no? The mob, no, no, no. <laughs> um, so last week there was a mayoral election in London, um, and whoop, whoop. Sadiq Khan first Muslim mayor in London, um, was elected. He's a 46-year-old British Pakistani, son of a bus driver, went to law school in the University of North London, which is not like a fancy law school, public uh, school, became a human rights lawyer from 2005 to 2016. He was member of parliament, and now he's the mayor of London. Let me ask you a question before we go on. Yeah. I'm sitting here with two Indians. Yeah. Can we look past the rivalry and just be happy for this guy? <laughs> or are you pissed it's not an Indian? I'm very happy that he won. Because, like, if it were a Sicilian as opposed to an Italian, right. that would make me happier okay. than if it was an Italian guy. Right. But I'd still be okay with it. I know that's not even kind of the same. <laughs> Two completely separate countries here. But you guys have a big rivalry going on. Are you happy? Or does this make you happy? This makes me very happy. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Particularly because the the uh, conservative opponent, Zach Goldsmith, um, ran basically a racist campaign against him and actually tried to use the Indian-Pakistani divide right. as a God. tool. And now I feel bad. Right, as a tool. <laughs> um, basically sort of yeah. going, going out of his way to point out that this guy is a Pakistani of a Pakistani descent um, and sending like flyers of that to specifically Indian communities yeah, yeah. In, in London. Oh, that's fucked up. Um, and basically, he lost because of the backlash because people called him on it, and even people in his own party said that this was a disgusting tactic. Yeah, here that's kind of nothing. I mean, that's like a, that's a that's kind of like oh, you're playing kind of fair here. Yeah, yeah, it's sort of just sort of subtle racism. Um, but he lost. Goldsmith lost with the largest loss uh, in the past nearly twenty years. Um, 13.6% loss. So this, I mean, this is like a huge, huge win. And um, a couple of things I just want to sort of mention about this is that a lot of the press has been saying that this is like the the first Muslim mayor in a European capital. Yeah. Right. Um, And I just want to sort of point out from a 
historical perspective, that's totally wrong. Um, <laughs> that that it's just just like sort of abjectly wrong. Um, I mean, if people don't remember, right. it doesn't count. <laughs> right, right. Okay, okay. okay. So, um, in order to make that statement, you have to forget 1,300 years of Muslim presence in Europe. Um, going back to Spain from the 700s until 1492, Cordoba was ruled by Muslims. Um, in Sicily, uh, from 800 till 1072, was... Uh, run by Muslim Arabs. Where do you think I get this skin from? There you go. And then, of course, the Ottoman Empire happened to run a place called Greece until the 1830s, and their mayors were all Muslims as well. So this whole sort of, I mean, I, I, this was reported in like the New York Times, right? That, oh, first Muslim mayor, right? And But you literally have to go out of your way to write Muslim history out of European history to make that statement. The other thing I wanted to point out is that our man uh, Donald Trump and Sadiq Khan has been, have been feuding. Um, yeah, over I can't over, imagine. Yeah, why. they've been sort of <laughs> exchanging these barbs, right? Um, and I don't, I don't know if you heard the interview, but basically Trump starts out the interview, and the journalist says, "Hey, did you hear that Sadiq Khan won, and he's the first Muslim mayor of London?" Yeah, and. <laughs> Trump says, yes, I wish him well. And then the journalist goes on to list all the things Sadiq Khan said, about, said Trump. about Trump. And then Trump's and like, then Trump screw him. him. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And then Trump went on to say that, well, I know we're supposed to have a special relationship, Britain and America, but it looks like our relationship is not going to be so good in the future. Oh <laughs> right. Um, so this is kind of like an insight into what, a Trump presidency could look like, yeah. Right, that that what makes him so popular on the campaign trail, yeah. Um, I don't know. Could be really, I don't know, destabilizing. Uh, maybe you know, dangerous. Even maybe I don't even know if it's dangerous, but it's kind of destabilizing. And I don't. Maybe I don't know. It, I it, think it would really sort of um, undermine. Various alliances and things kind like of, that. You know? Kind of. My, my, my view on that is all of these politicians, even the ones we hate, Chris Christie, Donald Trump, all these people, if they came here and had a beer with us right now, they would make us fall in love with them. That's Absolutely. the thing about these guys. So it's like you see what happened. You see what happened with Trump and Megyn Kelly and Trump and Ben Carson and Trump and Chris Christie and all these people. If he were to become president and they have a sit down meeting, Trump is the type of guy, he said it in an interview the other night with Megyn Kelly, that horrible interview. Mm-hmm. And, he, and she said, have you ever been wounded? He said, well, I don't know if I've ever been wounded, but if people do try to wound me, I go back at them very hard. I mean, he said, mm-hmm. if, you say, if you talk shit about me, I come back at you hard. But I think overall, he wants to be liked by people. I think that if he and, and this guy were to sit in a room, not, and by the way, I'm by no means advocating for Trump here. I'm just saying I think he also has the I think he has the ability to do extremes to bring people extremely low and then if he gets a moment with them to kind of make peace. He's able to sort of mend fences, but I think it's basically with other white people. Well, so far. You know, yeah, I mean so I mean I mean that that's the thing is that I I find him just basically racist, right? I mean, that he's pretty racist. I want to see what um, he can do with the Latinos in the yeah. general. I mean, so there's if one thing... Mexicans to vote for him? Yeah, I mean, I mean, the whole, like, <laughs> Megyn Kelly thing, um, you know, at the end of the day, um, she's a pretty blonde woman who works for Fox News. 
Um, so it's probably in his interest to mend fences with her. Um, and in her interest as well. I don't think it's in um, his interest. I think it's I in mean, their it's, interest. But, and it's in mutual interest, actually. It's definitely in mutual because feel, they're they're basically the PR arm of the Republican and Party. And in a sick way, I kind of feel bad for her. She clearly got an order and she doesn't want to lose her job. Absolutely. But, it's but, fucked up. But she's, you know, following, she's, you know. She did it. She's falling on her sword, right? So, but, yeah, but um, the, it's harder with when you make blanket statements about um, Muslims shouldn't be in the United States. Right. Uh, he didn't say that. He said there should be a temporary ban on Muslims coming in. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm not saying I agree with it, <laughs> but I don't think he ever said we should get rid of the Muslims here. I think no. he said there should be a temporary ban, which on unfortunately, I think a lot of people agree with that clearly. Not that I do. Right, right. Because a lot of people are racist. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> right, right. So, I mean, I mean, like, that's the point, right? So, so, and, and with the same thing, these, these statements about most Mexican immigrants being rapists and murderers, <laughs> right? And that it's, some of them are good people, right? I mean, really if we want to get his language, right? Um, so, I, these types of claims, you know, I don't know how you come back from those, particularly when you're dealing with a diverse world. It's okay to talk the U.S. population with a largely white, I mean, almost an overwhelmingly white following for him. Um, but then once you go out into the world, by the way, I mean, white Wait. people are the minority in the world. Wait, so you don't think he can recover when there's guys like Vladimir Putin who are in power, where there's King Jong-un who are in power? You don't, I mean, he's kind of sane in comparison to what he's going to be doing business with. I don't know. So I, I just, I just saw that little exchange and I thought this is with a London mayor. Yeah. Um, and let alone with other sort of heads of state, that are, by the way, just going to look different, have different cultures. Do we care and, about the mayor know, of London? Who cares about that guy? Well, you, we care about the prime minister, okay? No, well, I mean, you care about the mayor of London because I can't even a, name you another mayor of London before this guy. I don't even know who it was. Who was it? Boris Johnson. Never heard of him. Yeah, he's the you're conservative. A fuck, you're yeah. such a nerd. No, I mean, he's the mayor of London. Really? Is that like, is that known? Yeah. Yeah. Is that, is that known information? Yeah. I mean, he, particularly that guy, he was a big character. Did you know that? Be honest. Cheat knew it. Yeah. Who was yeah. the one before that? Um, oh, what was his name? Um, he was, he was, a, he was the leftist. Um, I'm forgetting his name. Come on. Yeah. I don't care. Let's sit yeah. here all day. This will be a one hour <laughs> podcast. Was it Jane? Jeff? Jackie? Ralph? No. I, I, I give up. I give up. Well, give you're not going to be my lifeline in London uh, mayors I know, if I'm ever I on know. a cash cab. <laughs> um, well, I don't know, man. I, I'm 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 okay. I'm okay with that. I, I think I think they'll recover. Okay. Okay. I disagree with you. Okay. All right. So what do we got to look out for this week? Uh, so this week coming up, I would just say that the what Donald Trump. So Donald Trump has just announced, and I haven't. He just announced it this afternoon. I haven't got a chance to look at it yet. His list of potential um, Supreme Court <laughs> candidates um, and who who he would nominate. Tell me, Judge Judy's you know? on there, baby. <laughs> I hope so. Tell me. I hope so. <laughs> Tell me. Yeah, please. So I think I think that's just going to be interesting to pour over. So what what he has to say there? Um, coming up at the in in June. So all the way across June, and you know I have to get my Supreme Court news in. Um, that's when you get all the findings um, yeah. for the court for the year. And they've punted on a lot of stuff because of Scalia. Yeah. Um, but they're still going to be uh, ruling on um, affirmative action um, and uh, a couple labor cases as well, which are going to be huge. So that's coming up in the next two to three weeks. That's going to be pretty big. Um, 
But otherwise, I'm interested in looking at how Hillary Clinton is going to try to start going at Donald Trump. Because yeah. I think she's failing right now. Yeah. Um, nothing, and, nothing is sticking whatsoever. It's, I'm, it's, and I'm so available. <laughs> Why have they not contacted me? I know, I know. I, I know. keep we waiting for them one on, of us to get an radar. email or like for a guy in a suit to be standing next to a limo and they're like, get in. <laughs> and me and you get in and she's in there and she's like, I heard your podcast. Right. Right. And we're like, we, we kind of knew you were going to, yeah. we kind of knew this was going to happen. Yeah. Would you work for her? If she offered, how much money would it take for me and you to go work for her? I'm not going to work for her. 200,000. Uh, no. Hold on. Stop that. 300. I would not work for 1 her. million. I will not work for 2 her. 2 million. Nope. You're irresponsible. No. <laughs> I'm irresponsible. My sister yeah. should divorce you. <laughs> no politics at dinner tables produced by Jeep Beta Roy. We will be back next week. That's right. And we'll, uh, Hopefully, beginning and all, I'll hopefully be working for the Hillary campaign. Oh, really? You'll hopefully be homeless. Okay, well, you'll be a turncoat and I'll be happy. I'm all fine right. with that. See you next week. See you next week. <laughs> Two million dollars? <laughs> Two million dollars.